Welcome to Thaver Sound Swine, the podcast hosted by experts from the swine sector to help you optimize piglet management. Hello, everybody. Today, uh, the topic uh, for this episode is optimal piglet management. And today in the studio, I have two really skilled guys, and uh, I would like them to present themselves. And uh, first, I would like to hear uh, from you, Thomas. Yeah, my name is Thomas Brun. I work at Sigis Danish Pig Research Center. I've been there for about 10 years, working in sow trials. Before that, I work as a consultant together with Henrik for another five years. So I've been working in the sow industry for quite some years. Yes, and I'm uh, Michael Albin, and I'm working for Seva today. Uh, earlier in my life, I actually have an education as a farmer and been working as a manager on piggeries in Denmark. And uh, later, I became a veterinarian and uh, a practitioner advising uh, pig farmers. Thank you. And uh, Thomas, I would like to ask you if, uh, if you have to explain for me what do you think when I say optimal piglet management? What does that mean for you? That's a good question. Well, if if you look at optimal pig management, uh, I would look uh, very much at the sow. Are we capable of weaning a lot of pigs per sow? Uh, are we weaning healthy pigs? And and do we have a low mortality? So if we can increase the sow uh, yield together with uh, weaning healthy piglets, that's good pig management. Thank you. And uh, if we have to be a little bit little bit more specific about um, about the sow, you said uh, we have to take care of the sow, and then the sow will take care of the piglets. But what? What are the things you are looking at, at the sow if you take the first days and the days before the farrowing? Do we have something to check up and to look at? I think uh, if we look from the time when the sow enters the farrowing unit until uh, the sow is, uh, is farrowing, we have to look at the feed, uh, the feeding level uh, and also the feed composition. We need to have the sow ready for uh, a long farrowing. That's a hard process giving birth to a lot of piglets. So we have to have a, a, a daily feed intake of around uh, 3.4, uh, may, maybe even 3.7 kilos per day, the days before farrowing. That, that provides energy for a good farrowing process. That's the first thing. Furthermore, we, don't, we do not want the sound to, to have constipation. So that's the reason why we recommend to use, in example, sugar beet pulp, like three, four percent of sugar beet pulp. That would be a good idea to add to the feed. And when you say constipation? Yeah, the problem about constipation is, is that if the sow drops in feed intake, the, the feed will remain in the sow gut or in the sow intestines. And when the feed is, is uh, being in the intestines, the birth uh, can be interrupted by that. Okay, so so she is full of food, feed before the birth, and that will give some problems. Yeah, you could say it's actually too little feed can increase the rate of constipation because there's no feed pushing the rest of the feed through the gut. So actually we want the sow to have feed in her intestines, but just not too much. Okay. And and what about uh, how how often shall I give feed to the sows during the days before, under and after the farrowing? How often? 
Yeah, you could say that that uh, looking at research from from Aarhus University, they've shown that that actually, if there is more than uh, a couple of hours uh, or three to four hours from the last feeding until the sow starts to farrow, that can give a longer farrowing. In in general, we could say uh, to, to to be practical, uh, feeding in eight hour intervals that's three times per per day that actually provides a good uh, distribution of the feed around the clock. Okay. And uh, Michael, I would like to ask you, uh, as a vet, what do you see that's important from for, for, for the time right after farrowing? Do we have some indicators uh, do, where you look at the sow? Uh, it could be uh, the, how healthy she is. Uh, are she eating enough? Uh, are she drinking? What, what are what are you doing uh, as a vet? We really have to focus on the health of the sow because uh, one indicator could be that she is not eating all the amount that uh, Thomas uh, correctly has just uh, told us about. And uh, then you, after she has farrowed, you really have to use your hands, feel through the udder. It has to be soft. Uh, if it's hard, it's wrong. We have to find out why. It could be toxins in the feed, uh, edema there. You can treat that with insight, but then you already have a really bad starting point. So you really have to check this out. Uh, right after farrowing and start to use a therm- thermometer. That's that's what we still do here in Denmark. And uh, within the first 24 hours under farrowing and after farrowing, the temperature of the sow is elevated uh, by nature. But from around my experiences from 24 hours and forward up to 48 and 72 hours, you can measure the temperature. And if it's o- over around 90 Uh, 39.3, 39.5. If, if it's above that temperature, that's an indicator that uh, disease is on the way. So then you really have to really have to see things before they happen regarding the sow. So you have some indicators that you pinpoint out what what's important, uh, and th- it's the temperature and and what about the feeding and the, and the water intake. Well, we can't see how much the sow is uh, drinking. So the most important indicator at the sow is uh, if she is eating or she has temperature. And if she is not eating, we are actually um, a bit behind in acting because that's that's a very clear indicator. The first indicator that we'll be able to measure, that's the temperature of the sow. So if the temperature goes up above 39.5, then we have a clear indicator that, that she is getting into trouble. You really have to look at the sow. Is she lying down at the sow, uh, on the side when she is milking? So does she look uh, does she look uh, uh, ready to take care of the pigs? You really have to use your eyes. Okay, and and, and what about the... Now Michael said it's, it's not easy to know how much the sow will drink, but, but I guess we have some uh, thumb rules for how much water we shall provide for the sow uh, during the, the drinking nibbles, the water nibbles. It's right. We, we don't know how much the sow is drinking every day, but the water nibbles, uh, they should provide a flow of uh, of four liters of water per minute. So that's actually easy to check. You can just take a plastic bag and place uh, and then activate the, the water nibble. Maybe do that for only half a minute, then you should have two liters of water. But you should always do that when the sows are drinking. So, so if you do it at the feeding time, that's where the most sows will drink. So that's actually where the capacity is is under pressure. 
that's where the flow should be these four liters per minute. So you're telling me that when you're testing the flow of the water, you shall test it at the same time as you feed the the sows, because then the pressure of the water will will be lower. That's right. Because actually, if if we do it just at a random time where where 90% of the sows are sleeping or or, or giving milk, then there's no pressure on the water system. Then it's easy to get four liters per minute. But the problem is uh, when 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 the drinking system is under pressure that's when you're feeding especially if you use uh, dry feeding okay thank you another thing we also have to discuss is that now we have been talking about if you taking care of the sow the sow will take care of the piglets but i guess there's also some things who is very important to to do with the piglets or to do for the piglets about uh, taking care of the piglets and um, it could be Uh, diseases, but it could also be handling uh, of the piglet uh, who provides stress or press the piglets. Um, and and if you should say something about to to decrease the stress situation or uh, in the firing pin for the piglet, what will you uh, think that's that's important? I would say one of uh, the most important things is actually securing the colostrum intake. So actually, uh, you have to take care of the immunity. The piglets are born without any uh, antibodies, so we have to be sure that they get get this from the sow colostrum. As soon as as they get this uh, colostrum, uh, you can do the litter equalization. You can move piglets around so they are at even size uh, at the same sows. Furthermore, we have to make sure that the sows Gilts are a bit more difficult handling uh, when looking at milk yield. So gilts should always have medium size uh, to large piglet size, whereas uh, the small piglets uh, should be collected, for instance, for a second parity sow with small, easy available tits. And uh, Michael, do you have a comment? Yes, I 100% agree, uh, Thomas. When we collect these uh, small uh, piglets at a second or third parity sow, then you have a possibility of taking extra good uh, care of them, uh, giving them uh, extra heat uh, in the in their cave and uh, providing them with some extra nutrient. But but what if somebody said to you, you can do too much? Is it possible to do too much? If so, if you have too much handling, if you have too much moving around, it will stress or press the piglets in a situation we don't want? Um, actually, uh, thinking about it, I would really like to uh, handle the pigs as less as possible to uh, reduce the stress on the pigs. They really need uh, time to be uh, piglets and uh, and uh, being taken care of by their mom. So we, we try to accompanate uh, uh, treatments uh, to be there as less as possible. So, so in the time where you're taking care of the piglets, when for treatment you combine treatment or yes, uh, treatments can be uh, combined today. There are different solutions for that. Yeah, and I, I furthermore, I think if we should have the piglets to concentrate on growing, we should uh, not mix too much. So that's when when we have done the litter equalization within the first twenty uh, four hours or something like that. Then actually moving pigs from around uh, two to three days of life and and later on. Uh, every time you move a pig uh, into a new litter, they start to to uh, find a new uh, social hierarchy, hierarchy. Um, and, and and they also have to find the right teat order. So, 
that costs gain. Okay. What about the situation where we have to start up the feed, the feeding of the piglets? Uh, Thomas, what would you prefer or what do you recommend uh, for starting up uh, feeding the piglets in the firing unit? That's a really good question because uh, there's not been much research in that area. But 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 just the last couple of years, there's been focus from that from from uh, Holland, and and the thing is that maybe we should start at day seven to day ten, providing just a little bit of feed uh, a couple of times a day to get uh, the pickles to interest in what's going on. This is new. How do we eat that? To train them how to eat feed, and then when they start to eat feed, we have to uh, increase the intensity. Uh, more frequent feeding, so just a little bit, so they know there's fresh feed um, two times a day from around day 10 to 14, maybe three times a day for the next couple of days, and then we move to four, five, and six feedings. When we reach around six feedings, the piglets will be interested in, in eating feed when it's provided, so you can give more and more feed at every feeding. Yeah, sorry, but but, but why can't I just? Take a trough and put one kilo, one to two kilos uh, at once, and then come back one week later. Yeah, well, that would be the easy solution. But you also know that uh, if you, you if you are in a pick uh, stable or in a farrowing section, you know that uh, within a couple of hours, hours everything smells of pigs, of pigs and manure. So if you let the feed stay for four to five days, I don't know how much uh, taste you'll get in that. So to maintain the. the The smell and taste in the feed, it's very important that you provide it very often. Yeah, because pigs are like human, they're curious. Okay. Now we're saying that you will go up to uh, five or six feedings per day. Uh, how old are the piglets when you're giving a t- five or six feedings per day? That would be from around day 20 to 22 and onwards, because that's actually the time where they they're capable of eating and also digesting. Uh, quite a bit of the feed, and and why is that so important to to train the piglets for eating? Yeah, because now we're facing in in 2022 uh, there is a ban of zinc oxide in the European market. So actually, we have to have piglets that are used to eating, so we can wean them without any problems. We have to have robust pigs. So so you you uh, you think that it would be easier to wean the piglets uh, without zinc oxide if the Piglets are trained for feeding before they are weaned. That's that. I would think that would be really uh, of great importance because uh, one of the problems about pre-weaning diarrhea is also uh, that that when the piglets are weaned, they often uh, forget uh, how to eat because the sow is away, so they have a lack of feed intake for maybe one or two days, and then the diarrhea diarrhea will come afterwards. Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll try to wrap it up. And uh, the topics today uh, to to pinpoint out what we've been discussing is that it's very important that the sow is not running low on energy uh, during the farrowing. We'll see an uh, increase of, uh, of stillborn. After the farrowing, it's very important to measure the temperature at the sow, to check in that uh, quite often. And uh, if the temperature is over 39.5, then we have to do something. And last and not least, it's very important to train the piglets for feed intake during a lactation so they are ready for feed intake after weaning. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thomas. And thank you, Michael, for participating in this episode. Thank you. 
We hope you enjoyed our podcast and don't forget to follow us so you can listen to our next episode.